Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. So, some of you guys in your own personal life, you, you might be in a rock and a hard place. You might be uh, in an abusive marriage on one side and on the other side, afraid of leaving and being alone or facing financial difficulty. You might be uh, in a situation uh, in your job where there are rumors of layoffs floating around, but you may be afraid to leave uh, due to the uncertainty of the market. You might have a, a child that's lost their mind and you wonder, Lord, do I put them out or do I kill them? <laughs> we, all, we all find ourselves in, in those situations where sometimes we just, we just don't know what to do. We don't know what, where to turn. Right? Before we go on, I want to look into how the children of Israel uh, became that way. So flip back to me to uh, chapter 13 in Exodus. Chapter 13, uh, verse 17. It says, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory. Even though that was the shortest route to the promised land, God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus, the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. So it, it wasn't the case in uh, the middle of the night where the children of Israel just left and, and scurried away and, and got lost. Uh, it wasn't a case where uh, they were using GPS somehow and, and just lost their way. But the Lord actually directed them in a roundabout way uh, to the Red Sea. And some of you guys here now are, are trying to get somewhere, and it's taking a little bit longer for you to get there. And the Lord is just scaring you around the long way, right? But I would, I would rather follow God the long way where he would fight my battle instead of taking the short way or my own way and losing the battle. I would, I would, rather, I would rather take the Lord's way. Verse 19 says, Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from, from this place. The Israelites left Sukkoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud and he provided a light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night, and the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from his place in front of the people. So when they left, he told them that, hey, I got you covered in the nighttime. I got you covered in the daytime. That's the only two choices. So pretty much they're covered all the time. They're covered either where they go. They're covered in the night. They're covered in the day. That's the way he, he covers us. He, he covers us if we have a job or if we don't. He covers us whether we're rich or whether we're poor. 
in any situation, he's got his hand right on us, covering us, protecting us through those, those trials, through those situations that we all go through and that we all, that we all face. Job said, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. James 1, 1 says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let the patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So James says uh, to count it all joy, right? So we're going to just be honest this morning. When trouble hits us or we hit trouble, whichever the way it happens, the, the first thought is not joy. The, the, the first thought is not a joyous occasion. You know, the, the first thought is not, hey, everything's going to be okay. Right? So what James is talking about is, is when you look past the trouble. When you look past the trouble and see the deliverance. When you look past the trouble and you see the, the breakthrough. You see you coming out on the outside. That's where you can rejoice. The, the Bible says that uh, it was the joy that was set before Christ. He endured the cross. So the cross wasn't joyful. It was the joy after the cross that he saw. He saw himself back in glory at the right hand of the Father and us being reconciled together unto him. So that's what made him endure the cross. That's how we can endure those, those, those rocks and those hard places by looking at the end, looking at the outcome. What, what's, what's next after this? That's how we can continue to push on. Uh, write this down. Suffering is the training ground for Christian maturity. Yeah, I'll say that again. Suffering is the training ground for Christian maturity. Because suffering is that place where we learn to forgive, right? We, we learn to, to pray for our enemies, right? We, we learn how, how deep our, our faith is. We learn all those things about ourselves. We, we draw closer to God in all those times, in all those times of, of suffering. I like what 2 Corinthians uh, first and, and 3 says. Uh, it says, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. Right? So it's not about us. Right? What we go through is for somebody else. It's for somebody else. Right? So I know without a shadow of a doubt, when I come across anybody and I see anybody I meet, whether a stranger, friend, or foe, if they are dealing with being broke, I can comfort them. <laughs> I can comfort anybody that's been dealing with broke. I, I've seen some broke days. I remember When me and my wife Chastity got married at the wedding, we paid for the wedding cake, and the balance in our checking account was 57 cents. Come on now. Come on. My thought was, this woman loved me for real. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no joke. This ain't, this ain't no game. And that was on my mind the whole night. Even when they passed the mic to me, uh, and I had to say somewhere, I think the first thing out of my mouth was something like, 
uh, I know you didn't marry me for my money. And it was, it was a joke. It was funny, but that's what was on my mind because they didn't know. But that what was all on my mind was that 57 cent. <laughs> and, 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 and she still stayed with me. And I, I said, Lord, <laughs> if, if she left and we got to split 57 cent, <laughs> she going to take the extra penny. <laughs> she ain't going to give me that. She going to get the extra penny. Can't cut it in half. So that, that was on my mind. So I, I understood what broke was. I, I, I know how broke feels. I, I know how broke looks. I know how broke smells. Broke, broke has a, a stench. I'm going to tell you, broke has... Broke has... The reason why I don't like broke, broke has a, a stench that smells from the devil. Because the devil will make you look at your account and think that your value, the value of you is the same as in your account. The devil will make you feel like you're nothing, that you're less than. He'll make you feel like you're a failure based upon the amount that's in your account, and which that's a lie. Because God said that I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed in my goings, and I'm blessed in my comings. That I'm blessed. It does not matter what my account says. So that stench, that smell, it, it bothers me when I, I can sometimes I can see it on people. And it, it bothers me because he did me the same way. Like I said, so that's how I know that I can comfort somebody because I've been there. I've, I've had the, the thoughts of depression. I, I've had the, the, the thoughts of, well, if I were to die, at least my, my family would get insurance money and they would be OK. I, I've had those thoughts and those doubts. And so it just it makes me mad when I can smell it because I know what the enemy is doing because he's done it to me in the past. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Psalm 50 and 15 says, then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you. And you will give me glory. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I like the way Isaiah 41 and 10 says it. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Because we have the, the victory in Christ. This, despite what it looks like, despite, despite what the enemy says, that we win. The enemy is like a, a crooked ref that's been paid off. That's trying to throw the game. But we winning. Now, what the outcome is that we are winning. There's something I want to show you, but I, I need a, a couple of volunteers. I need a, a couple of gentlemen, if you would help me out. Um, to, uh, if, you, yeah, if you would stand right here for me. Just stand up here for me. Uh, just stand over here for me, John. One, one more. One more gentleman. All right. All right. Yes, can you stand up here for me right here? Right here. Yeah, and you can stand over on this side for me. All right. So these three gentlemen here, the mind is the mind is going to represent God, right? This is what what happened. The mind is going to represent God, right? He's he's lifted up, right? Josh is going to represent the rock, right? Anton is going to be the the hard place, right? As we, as we go, we know sometimes we, we feel close to God at some times, and sometimes we don't feel as close, right? Sometimes we read our word, and we're, we're close 
to God. Sometimes we might not. Sometimes we pray to God and we feel close, and sometimes we don't. Right? Sometimes we worship, right? We feel close to God, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we go, we go through our daily lives. We go to work, and we going to school, and we're juggling the kids, and we're, we're doing so much, and so many things happen, then all of a sudden, we hit a rock, right? Now, that, that rock could be anything. It could be a, a report uh, from the doctor. It could be a, a pink slip from work, something with a family member. And what happens a lot of times is we try and move that rock. We try and push it, and we try and move it uh, on, our, on our own force. But then what happens at the rock is that we might start to cry. We might lose some sleep, right? Some things might begin to unfold. And in the process of trying to move the rock, the rock actually moves us. Moves us right? And we're still, still trying to do things in our way. We're still doing the uh, quick, rich, get rich, quick schemes, and we're, we're making the phone calls, and we're, we're doing different things. Then all of a sudden, we hit a hard place. Right. Now, the, the hard place is, is kind of tricky uh, because it could be anything, right? Most of the time, it, it comes from the feelings, right, that we might have, right? Because it, it's, it's hard when... Uh, you reach out to somebody and they don't return your phone calls, right? It's, her, it's hard when you're being talked about and lied on and you had not did anything wrong. It, it, it's hard when you're being persecuted uh, for your beliefs, for, for following God. It, it's, 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 it's hard when, you, when you're really trying to help somebody and, and give your all and give your best and they say it's not good enough. It, 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 it's hard. It's hard trying to do those things, and when you're struggling, you're fighting the depression, and you're fighting these feelings, and you're fighting so much that comes up, and the hard place moves you closer to God. And what happens is you're in between a rock and a hard place, right? In a rock and a hard place, right? Too high to get over, too low to get under. Right? You're stuck in the middle, right? That's what's happening, right? But what happens is when you're here, you're closer to God, and God can put his arms around you, around you, right? right? He, he, can, he can put his arms around you. You can feel his presence. He can tell you uh, that he loves you, how much he cares for you. He reminds you that he, he died for you, that you are special. He, he lets you let you know, just like the, the song says, you, you, you are worth it, that he died for you. Yes. And then in that process, he then begins to remove the rock and the hard place of off of you. And then he gets the glory because you couldn't do it. Well, can we give God a hand for it? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. For that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. We, we all face those, those times. We've all been there. Maybe going back. It's, it happens. It's real. There's some, a couple things in, in the Bible, as I mentioned, uh, where there were some other people that were in between some, some rocks and some hard places. And I just want to go through a, a, a few of these and, and, and point out some things that they did that we can use uh, to help us get through those times until the, the victory comes, until the outcome uh, happens for us. Uh, turn to uh, Daniel chapter 6 for, for me. Daniel chapter 6, right? If you remember, uh, Daniel was in between a rock and a hard place. It, it was either uh, to not pray, or this Bible says he, only, he could only pray to the, the king or get thrown into the lion's den, right? And uh, when the news came out that they had formed that, degree, that decree uh, in verse 10, chapter 6, verse 10, it says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in the upstairs room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. Now, the, the, the first thing uh, to, to write down to remember when you're in a rock in a hard place uh, is restoration. Because what happens is whether if you are not saved uh, or if you've, you've fallen away from God, the first thing you're going to do is run to God. You're going to call his name. Even if you are saved, uh, if you're in one of those times where you, you're not as close to God or you're not hearing uh, from God, you're going to uh, restore yourself by coming back and by praying what, what Daniel did. And it was awesome that the, the one thing that they told him he couldn't do, he did, right? And he, he began to, uh, to, to pray and, and to call out to, to God and, and to, uh, to seek his face. Right. And then the next thing was, was that he said he opened the windows. Right? So people of God, don't be ashamed when you're in that rock and that hard place. Don't be em embarrassed that you're there, because a lot of times you, you're there when uh, it's not even your fault. So you so you shouldn't feel any embarrassment by by coming to uh, a brethren to ask for prayer or to to ask for help or to seek guidance or to seek wisdom. Uh, during those times, because like I said earlier, we, we've, all, we've all been there. Uh, James 5 and 13 says, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. So that's the, the, the first thing it says to do when you're affl afflicted is to pray. And a lot of times we're, we're wrestling with the rock. We forget to pray. We forget that. And we try to, to move it and do things on our own will and, and skip the prayer. Also, uh, after, after t in James, when it talks about trouble, uh, it says that uh, if you desire wisdom, all you have to do is to ask. That's a prayer. That's going to God, asking God for wisdom. How do I handle this rock? How do I, what do I need to do in this situation and when I'm in this hard place? Uh, so a lot of times we, we forget that. So the first thing I just wanted uh, to remind you is just restoration when you're in those, those hard times. Uh, the next thing is reflection. So we got restoration and then re reflection. Let's look at uh, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 17 
and 32. First Samuel 17 and 32. And again, David was in a, in a, a place uh, between a, a rock and a hard place because he, he was sent by his father Jesse uh, to, to check on his, his brothers at, at war. He came up to bring him a, a basket. And he comes up and he, he finds this uh, uncircumcised Philistine uh, talking noise, basically, talking junk uh, about the God, about Israel, right? And so uh, we pick up here in, in 17, I'm sorry, verse 32. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight the Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a, a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from his mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club, and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to the pagan Philistine. For he has defied the, the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the Philistine. So David reflected in a time where he fought a lion and a bear to draw strength to help him fight Goliath. So when we go through our trials, we have to reflect on what God has done in the past for us. Uh, there was a time in, in my life when I was in a, in a, between a rock and a hard place. It, was, it, it actually changed my life, changed the, the, the direction uh, that God has my life going in. Uh, I was uh, working in the corporate world, and I was laid off uh, from my job for the second time in four years. And those of you guys that are, are, are men and husbands and your family, that's, that's a tough blow. That's a hard place to be in. Um, that's a tough phone call to try to uh, call your wife and let her know what happened, even though it's, it's no uh, fault of your own. Uh, during this, this second time, we were uh, in the process of, of buying a home when it happened. And so there were a lot of things with me that I felt like I let my family down because I didn't, really didn't know what was going to happen. So I, I prayed to God. My prayer was that, Lord, uh, your blessings out of no sorrow. So if this house is a blessing, I won't have to worry about how to get in it. I won't have to worry about how to pay for it. Then it'll be. But if it's not a blessing, then shut the door. We'll stay in this two-bedroom apartment and just continue to smell the smells, continue to see the things we see, and we'll stay here until that time, uh, and, until it's time to go. And so I remember the phone call that we got that they said, uh, you are approved. And at the time, I still didn't have a job. And so when I told Chastity, uh, they said we, we were approved, and she said, what do you want to do? I said, start packing. Let's go. <laughs> and it, it was just that calm. She said, wait, 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 what do you, what do you mean? What do you? I said, Let's, he, he answered our prayer. I'm trusting the way he provided for us. The first time I was laid off, <laughs> how we didn't miss a meal, everything was paid on time. Seemed like we had more money when I came to the house. So I said, well, God, you're going to take care of us this time. 
So she said, okay. We moved in a week later, just a week later, I get this phone call from this company saying, we found your resume in the unemployment office database. <laughs> and and I, the people I told it was like, who gets a job from the unemployment office? And this was something I had did, you know, years ago. And so my point was that how in the background, when we can't see, we're not looking, how God is moving, how God is stirring things, how he's aligning lining stuff up, how he's taking you around, around, might, might seem the longer way, but it's the better way for us. So when we're in those times, we're going to have to reflect on what God has done in the past for us. Man, so the first thing was restoration. Next, we got to reflect, right? And the last thing that we need to do when we're in, in the rock, in a hard place, is rejuvenate. Amen. Right? Let's turn to 1 Kings 19 and 5. 1 Kings 19 and 5. Right? This was the story of uh, Elijah, who, who also was uh, between a rock and a hard place. If, if you don't remember, he had just defeated the uh, prophets of Baal uh, on Mount Carmel, and Jezebel was, was after him. She was wanting uh, to kill him, actually. And he ran and hid, and he actually asked God uh, to take him home. So he was on one side, Jezebel was trying to kill him, and then he was just wanting to die and just give up, right? So at, at verse 5 in chapter 19, the word of God says, then he lay down and slept under the broom, under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on a hot stone, baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and laid down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank and the, the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai. So when we're in a, a rock and uh, a, a hard place, God can rejuvenate us, right? He can give us enough strength uh, to press on, right, until we, until we get to that joy uh, that's at the end. If you keep reading on, uh, the Word of God talks about how uh, he was in the, the cave and there was a, a, a loud earthquake, and it, it, it talks about but God's voice wasn't in it. Uh, it, it, it talked about uh, the, the windstorm hit the mountain, right, but God's voice wasn't in it. And then all of a sudden it said that there was a, a sound of a whisper that God spoke to him. When we're in a, in a rock in a hard place, it's easy to get distracted by the sounds that we hear around us. It's easy to get distracted by the naysayers of people saying you, you can't do something. It's, it's, it's easy to get distracted by uh, the reports on the news, right? It's easy to get distracted by all the, the things that we face and that we see, but we're going to ha have to get somewhere in a quiet place where we can hear God's small whisper, 
speaking to your ear, encouraging you, telling that I got you. I'm not going to let you fall. You are going to make it. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm right here, right beside you. We're going to have to get into a quiet place where we can hear that. If not, we're going to lose our focus by what we hear. Amen. Um, so just remember, you're going to restoration. Glory be to God. Restoration, reflection, Amen. and rejuvenation, right? After this, I'm, I'm closing up. Let's go back to Exodus, Exodus 14, right? Exodus chapter 14, verse 15. There's something I want you, want you to see in this. 14, verse 15. Right. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pack up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry land, and I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. And they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. This is, this is what is amazing and gets me about this, because in all the movies and all the stories, you just see uh, the waters come down, Pharaoh's uh, army is destroyed, but you can see God working in the midst of this. You can see how he, he's working. And it says that the pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptian and Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water uh, with a strong east wind. The wind blew all the night, turning the, the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with the walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all of, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before the dawn uh, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillow of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. He twisted their, their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from the, the Israelites. The Egyptians shouted, the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. So in conclusion, if, if, if you don't remember anything else, right, from those three people that we, that we talked about. When you, when you read in Daniel, Daniel goes on to mention uh, that the Lord closed the mouth of the lions. Uh, David said, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear would rescue me from the Philistine. With Elijah, the angel of the Lord appeared. So in all of these situations in a rock in a hard place God is with you that God is is moving he's setting things in in alignment that all things are working together for the good of those that love the Lord 
So when you're in those times, I just want you to remember that God is right there with you. Sometimes with the outside forces and influences and the enemy making noise in your in your ear, sometimes we can forget that the presence of the Lord is, is right there with us, that he's, he's got our back, that he's protecting us, that he's not going to let us fall, that we're going to make it to the end. And sometimes just hearing that sometimes is enough just to keep pushing and to just keep fighting because the enemy knows he's lost. He knows that it's over. So his only tactic, his only move is to get you to give up, to turn back, to basically to fall on your own sword and to give up. He knows that that's the only way that he can defeat us. So I don't know if, if this message spoke to you today, um, but I just want to just take a minute just to, just to pray for those of you that, that may be in between a hard place and a rock. Because as the word says that uh, when it comes, it's not if, it's when it comes, that we do need that comfort, that assurance that God is, is with us. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, on this morning, God, for your word, Father, that came forth. Father, we know, oh Lord God, that in those tough times, oh Lord, that your word is true, Father, your word is true, O oh Lord, that you won't leave us nor forsake us, O oh Lord God. That you're right there, God, holding our hand, Father, or even holding us up at times, O oh Lord God. That we're right, that you're right there, O oh Lord. And we know, God, that we can press through, God, tribulation, Father, and see the joy, God, that you have laid before us, Father. We can press through, Father, and see the peace. God, that you have laid before us, God, that you desire for us to be in, Father. For you desire for us to, to be in peace, O oh Lord God. So I just pray peace over those, God, that, that may be in between a rock and a hard place right now, O oh Lord God. Until that, that season comes for them to move, God, until the, the perfecting inside of them has taken place, Father, I just speak, God, peace in their minds right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Peace in their hearts, O oh Lord God. Father, I pray, God, that you settle their spirits, O oh Lord. Father, for I know, God, how it feels, Lord God, to be in the press, O oh Lord God, and to not know, God, what's going to happen next, God. What's coming next, O oh Lord God. Father, I just pray, God, for those that are in those situations, God, that they feel your presence, God, even more, O oh Lord. Father, I pray, God, that you speak to them, Oh, Lord God, encourage them, oh, Lord God. Father, that they may uh, draw strength, oh, Lord God, just like Elijah did, oh, Lord. That they would draw strength, God, and be able to carry on, oh, Lord. Father, until their breakthrough comes. Father, we just love you, God. You are such a loving and, for and forgiving God. God, you loved us, God, so much. Father, that you gave your only begotten son, Father, to die for us, oh, Lord God. And we have, God, we have to reflect on that, Lord God. For your, your love, God, carries us, oh Lord God. Father, your love keeps us, oh Lord God. Father, we can just meditate and, and reflect on your love, God. Knowing that how much you loved us, oh Lord. Will keep us and, and help us to press on through, Father. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that even in those times, God, that there is a, a perfecting that's happening, oh Lord, inside of us, oh Lord. 
Father, as we draw closer to you in those times, God, you, you're showing us, God, our, our, our true hearts, Father, our true intentions, oh, Lord, God. Father, and I just, just pray, oh, Lord, God, that in those times, God, that we are able, God, to, to receive, God, what you're showing us, God, what you have for us, God, in that time, oh, Lord. Father, we just love you, Lord, on today. We praise you, God. We thank you, God, in the good times. We thank you in the bad times, oh, Lord, God. Father, we just thank you, oh, Lord. Father, we love you on today. We honor you, God, and we give your name the glory, Father. For us in Jesus' precious and holy name, we pray. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.